On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and I'm so honored and excited to welcome Tyler Mayoris. How are you today? Very good. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to be on the podcast. I, I, I love it. It's great, great interviews. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I started this podcast just out of pure selfishness because <laughs> I wanted to meet amazing people like yourself. And so it's continued to work for five years now. So I would love to keep kind of dive into you because you've got such a rich history and I think there's so much that we can learn from you. Um, could you tell us a little, just a little bit about, maybe let's start with your business background because that will definitely lead to your plant-based uh, journey and where you are now. Sure, sure. So I've, I have uh, spent over 20 years in private equity and working with companies. I, I started as a generalist working in a lot of different industries, but did a couple of food, food deals along the way. And for the last 12 years or so of that journey, I was focused 100% on food and agriculture. Wow. And, and then transitioned to Cool Beans uh, about eight, six, eight months ago. Yeah. In October, right? Yeah, exactly. So tell me, I, I'm because, you know, my first really learning to focus on a plant-based diet with, it started with a patient encounter in Rifle, Colorado. I don't know if you're familiar with the little no. Western rural towns. Um, it, <laughs> the people that are in rifle are going to be the people you'd expect to live in a town called right. rifle. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, as we started learning more just about not only our own health, you do learn about agriculture and the food system. And it's, it was rather, I wouldn't say devastating, but close to devastating for me as a physician, seeing what I was up against, really relooking how I look at patients. Could you tell us a little bit about just maybe the history of the food agriculture, where we are now, what we, what's going on exactly? Yeah, it's sadly, it's a pretty broken system right now. And um, which is one of the things that really led me to a plant-based lifestyle. I, I was doing a lot of research and I was at a conference and they were talking about the, um, the number of greenhouse gases from the animal agriculture. And I was shocked to learn at the conference that it was, they were saying 15%. And I really didn't believe them. And I went back to Chicago and I dug into USDA data and EPA data. And I actually built it up from the ground up. And, and, and it's not just the animals, because that's one segment and the processing of animals, et cetera. But it's also everything that you feed the animals and, and the inputs to that agriculture. And I came up with a number between 16 and 19%. And I was just wow. bored. And that, that immediately, that's, that's more than all the cars and trucks on the road. And it just mm -hmm. said, okay, I've got to make a change. And so I've moved down the direction of going plant-based at that point. And I was fully plant-based by early 2017. But one, one of the interesting things about agriculture is that it, most farmers are basically monocroppers. They, they plant one thing. And when you drive through the countryside in, in Illinois or Indiana, when you see all this corn and soybean and you're thinking, mm, that feeds America. It doesn't. 70% of our farmland is fed to animals. Well, 65% is to animals and 5% is to ethanol to make okay. fuel. Right. And so that was shocking to me. And then when you monoculture or, or you just grow one thing, you end up destroying the soil. Mm -hmm. 
And so every year, and, and I learned that in a, on a consulting assignment, uh, and I thought that he was just doing it wrong. He had 30,000 acres and only planted corn basically all the time. And it turns out that most large scale farmers are just doing corn on 90% of their land. And the reason is they found that it's cheaper just to add NPK to the soil, which is nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. But though that NPK to create, if you planted a lot of different plants, it would put those different elements back into the soil, like beans and legumes put nitrogen into the soil. If you buy those chemicals, there's huge greenhouse gases in, in, inherent in making those. They basically heat up the air to a very high temperature to create liquid nitrogen and create a chemical process. And, and so it's, it's just a broken system. Dead soil leads to desertification. And there's just this ongoing stream of things that are wrong. And so moving toward a plant-based lifestyle has a lot more benefits than just the health because it also has the greenhouse gas impacts and then it also has all these other environmental benefits and biodiversity benefits. There's so much to talk about, even <laughs> one statement you mentioned, because, you know, part of my plant-based journey is I, I just have an insatiable curiosity, which has been good in many things, but sometimes it gets me in trouble. But yeah. I really was interested in the Rodell Institute. Are you familiar with them? I'm sure you must be. The which one? The Rodell Institute oh, yeah, in Pennsylvania. Sure. Yeah, oh my goodness. I love talking to those guys. So, um, I was the first, uh, we launched, that's the like plaque I got from the Plantation yeah. Project. We launched the International Journal Disease Reversal and Prevention in the fall of 2017. And there were three of us on a phone call and it literally grew out of my head and our sticky walls. I put some sticky things, but now we're, you know, got Kim Williams as our editor in chief. He's actually yeah. in Chicago at Rush. Um, but it was yeah. really interesting. Part of their work, they work with Rodell. And um, I just was so fascinated about the, you know, the looking at the soil and the biodiversity that comes in such a small amount. I mean, it's like a universe in and of itself. It's like, you know, think of it as your own microbiota. It's actually in the Absolutely. soil. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit about what's important? Yeah, you know, and, and I don't have deep knowledge like a Dr. Zach Bush or something sure. like that, but he's yeah, yeah. fascinating to listen to on that whole um, um, topic as well as our gut bacteria. And I think mm -hmm. one of the things that I didn't realize about soil until I did a lot of research was that um, good, healthy soil that's alive and teeming with bacteria and earthworms, et cetera, really retains moisture and retains carbon. And so mm -hmm. we sequester carbon into the soil, which then locks it away and takes it out of the atmosphere. But it also retains moisture and creates humidity, which create rain, et cetera. And so if you don't have that and you've got dry, dead soil from spraying glyphosate and from just monoculturing one, one crop all the time, uh, in essence, you don't get that moisture. You don't get a lot of the different rainfall. And then you don't have a lot of the nutrient value that's in the soil naturally from those bacteria. So it's, wow. a, it's a cycle that, and it hurts the biodiversity because it kills the insects, kills the, the birds and, and other animals and other plant life if we don't have good, healthy soil. Absolutely. And erosion. I mean, when you yeah. start thinking about our topsoil is just literally washing away because of how we're treating it. And it's, yeah. it's frightening. I worry about my kids and all the others, young future generations. And um, I, Well, you know, and that nitrogen that we talked about, yeah. when they spray that on the soil, and again, you've got 
dead soil that isn't alive, so it's not retaining moisture, 35% of it runs off into our waterways. Yeah. And then you see these red tides and things like that where they're just dead zones because yeah. we we have too much nitrogen in the water that's yeah. run off of our crops. Have you seen Seaspiracy? Yes, very, oh very good. Goodness. Twice, fascinating movie. It's, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. again, another, uh, it, it, everything goes back to eating plants. It's just a simple, what's on the end of your fork. <laughs> everything goes back to that. Um, but speaking to the agricultural component of that, so people, you know, we vote with our dollars and that's what I tell my patients. I'm like, you're voting for your health with your dollars and you're voting for the system that you live in in the world. <laughs> right. um, where can we see like, you know, organic agriculture going? Is that, you know, people say this isn't sustainable, but I'm thinking, well, before we had conventional farming, that's what we had and it seemed to be doing okay. But, you know, can we feed a world of, you know, potentially teaming 9 billion people at some point in the future with organic type practices, eating plants? I think. Yeah, well, yeah, if we, if we all went moved to a plant-based diet, we'd probably need about 40% of the, the, the crops that we currently grow, it's, it's fascinating. But um, what, what, and one of the things you hear about is regenerative agriculture, which I think is great and fascinating. Um, it's often um, grabbed by the meat industry as a solution that they need, you need animals in that process and you do, but the number of animals you need is a small, small, small fraction of what you would see in a CAFO kind of meat facility mm. that's, that's, that's raising a lot of animals. Uh, and, but what's really critical about that and what we need to look at as, as a society from a farming standpoint is the diversity of plants. And that's really one of the things we focused on with Cool Beans is we wanted a wide diversity. And we did that primarily because we wanted to support a wide diversity of farmers growing a lot of these different plants. So it's everything mm. from legumes to cauliflower to broccoli to you know, um, spices, et cetera. And it turns out, I don't know if you've read Fiber Fueled. Fiber yes, Will, it's Will. right back here, yep. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's I had them all. I've got the list. <laughs> and we yeah. kind of happened, to, we, we were really focused on diversity of plants from an environmental standpoint, but it turns out that the diversity of plants is amazingly good for your body as well oh. and your gut bacteria. And okay. so we, in our three SKUs that we've currently got introduced, um, we have 15 different plants. So you, and he, he recommends 30 a week. There's, there's half of them right there. Um, so it turned, and I think that from an agricultural standpoint, as we look forward, I think that's going to be a big element of what we have to do to repair the system, because if you have that diversity of plants, it's going to create biodiversity in animals and insects and soil, et cetera, that is all very important. It's incredible. So I think that's a perfect segue into mm -hmm. Cool Beans. And where did this idea come from? Because I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit, having, I feel a kindred spirit. Yeah. I got my son is starting his own tea company called Kind Teas. It's like, it's oh, really fun to see these amazing companies sprout out and really looking to solve an issue. You know, they're social entrepreneurs. Where did this come yeah. from? I'm so intrigued to hear about this. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I kind of went down this rabbit hole of climate and, and agriculture and what was wrong. And when I made the shift to plant-based diet, I started learning more and more about the health benefits and watched Books mm. Over Knives and some of these different movies and um, really wanted to try to eat whole food plant-based. And I was cooking and I, I had never cooked before, so I started cooking, which is great. 
and <laughs> a lot of spices and, and it was fun, but I didn't have time to do it all the time. And I'd, sure. bring, I'd cook on the weekends and make big batches. And sometimes my family would eat it. Sometimes they wouldn't. They weren't <laughs> going on the plant-based journey at this time. And so I'd start freezing it. And then that led to freezing it into wraps that okay. I would then take to work and eat. And I started thinking, you know, one of the, the, the white space, if you will, was I would go into the grocery store into the prepared food section, which is primarily frozen and fresh. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find whole food plant-based products. I could find a lot of vegan food, mm-hmm. a lot of vegan junk food and fast food and high in oil and these different things. And I'm like, you know, I'll eat that once or twice a week. And I'm, and I'm very grateful that they're bringing people over from meat. Mm-hmm. But that is not the solution to long-term health Mm-mm. for doc, Dr. Lori. To, to, no, it is not. I, pro- I promise. Right. <laughs> so that's really where the idea came from. I started talking to wow. a bunch of people in the industry that I knew and a couple of people latched on, really liked the idea. And there was a group, there were a group of us that seed funded it and started to develop products. That is so very cool. So do you have I'm assuming other recipes, or do you plan to go outside of wraps, or what is your long-term? Yeah, so none of the products that are on the market were my recipe. What I was making was a a far cry from what we came up with. Um, We hired a very good food scientist named Maggie Sadowski, and and she's in the western suburbs here, and and she created the products based on the guidelines that we gave them. Didn't want oil. We wanted them to be no saturated fat. We wanted very little sugar added. And, you know, we've got a tiny bit of oil and a tiny bit of sugar added, and that's mostly in the wrap. Yeah, I saw that. Gluten-free wrap, and it's got to be able to bind. Yes. Um, But with those parameters, she came up with the product. So we have three on the market now. We have three more that have been developed, and we're introducing two more of those this year. Excellent. Uh, And so we'll have five. And that's, that's the start. We ultimately want to be a whole family of whole food plant-based products. So we do want to get into other things in the future, but right now we're focused on handheld wraps. That is fantastic. Well, you know, I was, I was looking at your, on on the back of the beans and I was looking at the ingredients and I was actually very impressed. So as a physician, I would totally endorse this. I think this is fantastic. So every one of them, I looked through the three of them and then I was like, where can I find them locally? (laughs) Yeah, sprouts. that's great. Yes, there's a sprouts near us. That's where I will be. I live outside of Boulder and um, yes. I will be there. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, love sprouts. They're, they're our biggest like, customer. And, oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. And you Fantastic. know, I, if you look at those ingredients, we beans are, it certainly revolves around beans because the fiber content is so mm-hmm. great. It's good for the soil. It puts nitrogen back in. I mean, ultimately we're trying to make beans cool again because they really are just an amazing miracle fruit food so well and they're the food that's you know the the one food associated with longevity around the world and what's really neat about your name was cool beans i was like well plus it's just i used to say cool beans all the time because my kids think i'm a nerd you know i grew up in the 70s you know i was like cool beans that's a cool what are you talking about what's wrong with saying cool beans we'll have to send some stickers to put on your computer oh yes absolutely i have so many stickers on my back here um but uh yeah cool beans because it's also cool beans in the freezer which i'm like this is a brilliant name (laughs) thank you you. yeah Yeah, we were lucky to get it we were when we trademarked we were very surprised to find that we could get it for the freezer section. Oh, that is fantastic. No, that's really awesome. So as you said, you, you know, you're transitioning yourself. Can we dive a little bit more into your personal journey? And sure. 
what that was like because uh, you had mentioned you had previously been vegetarian at some point. What was, I was that vegetarian was... back in the '90s, and that was I, not really. I, well, I certainly didn't know anything about climate at the time. It was probably mostly gen, uh, around animals, somewhat about health. Yeah. But it actually wasn't a good journey because I was vegetarian, not vegan. Mm. And so I was still eating a lot of dairy and I ended up eating a lot of pasta and cheese. And that <laughs> is not going to be a good weight loss program for anybody. And so I gained weight, if anything, back then. Um, and, and I tend to tell people now when I tell them about my journey that if they're going to do one change, I tend to say, give up dairy, number one. That stuff is like poison. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and I know you've had Dr. Bernard on. I mean, I just oh, yeah. I adore there him. are not enough good things to say about people that are trying to get folks off the dairy. That stuff mm -hmm. is bad. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So then you you gave up the dairy. So, so, so I started with Meatless Monday, like so many people do, right? And okay. um, that led to Vegan Monday. Then when I knew I could do it, I did it two days a week, Vegan Monday and Friday. And by within within probably two months, I went fully vegan awesome. and uh, what's interesting is that first year and i had done a lot of yo-yo dieting in the past i had tried you know um low carb and all these different diets and i could never lose significant pounds and i was definitely overweight although you know i didn't necessarily feel like i was overweight but i was mm -hmm. and during that first year i ate whatever i wanted it was just plants Right. And right. I lost 30 pounds in the course of that year. And I was never hungry, which is the exact opposite of all the other diets I'd ever done. And I wasn't counting, you know, you weren't counting calories or doing anything. You're just eating plants. And all of a sudden the weight just started dropping off. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of that, then my family watched that and they're like, oh my gosh. And so now I've got one daughter that's pescatarian, basically. I've got, okay. my wife has cut down dramatically. Um, my other daughter doesn't eat meat, but she does still eat some dairy. Um, okay. But they're all trying to make changes as a result of the stuff they've seen. So. Absolutely. You know, um, I came home overnight. So I had a patient wow. in uh, 2012. And uh, she came to me. She's like, Dr. Marbus, I can't eat meat and dairy because it's meat and meat and dairy has been upsetting my stomach. I said, well, stop eating meat and dairy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right, it, right. It, it didn't really dawn on me that that was a plant-based diet because it just, it just didn't register. I'm, I'm kind of a slow, thick skull sometimes. And I said, come back in 30 days and we'll add things in and see kind of what the, you know, the, what was the offensive agent and then we'll remove that completely. And what was interesting, she, her daughter went on the diet with her who was 16 at the time. And um, at the end of 30 days, she was, a, so I worked Monday through Fridays, right? So she came in on a Monday and pulled her daughter out of school to tell me what she did. And I was, she goes, I had to bring my daughter so she could tell you exactly what she did. I was like, she got in trouble. She's missing school. Yeah, so right. Got, like, watched her, her mama's appointment. Oh my goodness, <laughs> like, what's going on? And what happened was she goes, so Dr. Marbus, I went on the diet with my mom. Cause if you live in Rifle, Colorado, you have two grocery stores and you have nowhere to eat. At least yeah. in 2012, anything that's even remotely plant-based definitely more meat I mean era. Yeah. it just didn't exist in western Colorado I mean you know the forks of knives had just come out the year before and I, well she said well Dr. Marbus so we bought food you know they ate and cooked everything from home and I pulled myself off two ADD medications because I felt so good I was like you did what wow. <laughs> 
And that really got my attention. And her mom goes, yeah, why was she able to do that? And it wasn't that her mom was mad, right? It was just her mom was like, well, why was she able to do that? Why has my kid been on these medications since she was, you know, a young child? And now she can just change her diet in 30 days and she doesn't need it. I was like, I don't know, but that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I dove into the research found, of course, the China study, the forks that were nice, ordered it. I devoured that book in like two days. Um, I was like showing my husband, they turn off cancer with plants. Yeah. What is going on? I was like mind blown. And I was like, then at that time, my kids were 13, 15 and 18. And I was like, I was wrecking my brain going, what am I doing? What am I going to do? And so I said, I need to try this on one more patient because I was trying to just figure it all out myself. I had a lupus patient come in about two weeks later and she was very sick. She was young, younger than me um, at that time. And she's like on 12 different medications, 50 pounds overweight. Her um, migraines daily. And she's like, Dr. Marvis, I'm not even sure I can keep working. And here she is just, just young in her early forties. And I, I was like, um, this is devastating, you know, to hear someone, it just hurts. Cause you, you hear so mm-hmm. many things, people tell you things in the doctor's office that they don't prepare you for in medical school. Um, it's just, it's just sad. But what happened was I was like, I'm thinking to myself, I said, this is the person I've been waiting for. And I don't believe in coincidences. I, I know things happen for a reason. And she, I, I was like, you know, I don't think there's much more medications. How about we put you on a different diet, what's on the end of your fork? And I told her a little bit about what I knew. I was like, I know about 14 days of education, if that means anything. Yeah, right, right. And she's willing to try it. She was that desperate. And she came back in two weeks. We measured her CRP, which is an inflammatory marker before she left. It was three times high normal on high doses of prednisone and low dose, um, kind of like a chemo drug to suppress her immune system. Two weeks later, eight pounds lighter, headaches gone. Um, Her CRP dropped to just outside normal. Five months later, 50 pounds lighter off seven to 12 medications, including all her lupus meds. And at that two week mark, when she showed up, I was like, I'm done. I'm going home. I love to hear that. That's <laughs> oh amazing. my gosh. Do everything out of the house overnight. And my husband's yeah. like, he's a very nice human. I thank God. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But he's like, um, you're still cooking. And I was like, he was like, whatever. He's Filipino. He'll yeah. eat anything. My kids are like, Oh, mom's gone on the deep end again. And, <laughs> you know, my daughter went off to college and off to medical school. Actually, she's graduating medical school next month. Um, and she took a little longer, which she's fully plant-based. But my boys, who are, my daughter's 27, my boys are 25, will be 25 and 22. And um, over the first year, you know, they're like, I always said, you know, grade me on my cooking. Tell me what's bad, what's good, what, because I am determined to make it so good. You cannot tell me. Yeah, right. And that's what I did. And over the course of a year, they stopped ordering chicken when we went out, they would order tofu. And now they're, they're such severe advocates for a plant-based diet. My husband lost 70 pounds. And so here we are. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's fascinating. And uh, you you wish more doctors knew, right? I mean, how do you get more doctors to know? Because even, so I have a good friend who I went to business school with, and then he dropped after business school, he decided, you know what, I always wanted to be a doctor. My dad was a doctor. And so he went back to med school and wow. became a doctor. Wow. And he was our pediatrician. He's a, he's a great guy, but he thought I was a quack when I first did it. You know, back in 2017, he's like, oh, that's just another fad. And now when I see him, he definitely knows that there are benefits of the plant-based diet. Oh. I wouldn't say he's he certainly isn't plant-based. Right. But he now he knows that it can help you from heart disease and different a lot of different things. 
But how do we get, because the doctors are the advocates, right? They're the ones that could change a lot of people quickly. Oh, oh, let me tell you. I've had I've had colleagues unfriend me on Facebook um, because I'm I'm this is the way I think of life right is that and you may feel that same urgency with making different choices in food system and sustainability I see that in my human health experience with my patients right. is like listen I shouldn't care number one about your health more than you number two right now I might be seeing a future that you can't even comprehend. So I feel like I have to be a doctor, like a, like marketing. I have an MBA. It's like, that's a good thing. Those marketing classes are really helpful. It's like, I have to sell this. Right. But what was interesting is trying to sell it to colleagues and understanding is like, why can't you guys see this and embrace it? You could help people reverse diabetes and hypertension. I'm like, this is the coolest thing since sliced bread. It's cool beans. Right. (laughs) It's like this. And uh, what was interesting, um, I really began to understand behavior and um, I dove into like habit formation and behavior design and just understanding the psychology. I never had a food addiction. I never had a food aversion or anything. We were poor growing up. So we ate a lot of vegetables. We had a lot of beans and potatoes because that's what we could afford. And we still had some meat, but you know, I just, I didn't have the luxury of to afford processed food. So I never had that um, unhealthy addiction. Thank goodness. Right. What was interesting though, is I'm realizing how much my doctor friends are really struggling. Maybe they're, you know, they're eating when they're tired, when they're stressed. And so I think that's part of it, but two, there's such a a profound lack of nutritional education. And that's the other thing, but the the fun thing is that's why we started plant-based telehealth was because I was seeing when I would go to conferences and speak, or I would go to other, all sorts of things, people reaching out to me all the time. She goes, how do I find a plant-based doctor? Well, there's not a whole, I mean, there are growing numbers, but how do we have someone access? Because there's states that there's not any. Right, and, and you kind of need to teach them in the school when yes. they're still impressionable, right? Because I think yes. that when you talk to a doctor who's 40, they pretty much have their ways and they're not, you know, I mean, Dr. Yeah. Joel Kahn and Dr. Kim Williams <laughs> changed after having bad health scares, right? But right. most are not going to change later in mm-hmm. life. But if you mm-hmm. catch them, when they're in medical school or or younger. Yeah, unfortunately that doesn't help us jump off the cliff right now with our current health. And what we found though, is that um, when Anthony, Anthony is my business partner, um, we started also the Healthy Human Revolution, not the podcast, but I did the podcast, but we have a website where we actually, I have courses where I try to solve every single problem someone would have to sustain a plant-based diet. Cause I just feel it's like my it's like, I can't stop it. I just constantly thinking about it. And my, my husband calls it an obsession. Like it really is. And what is interesting was Anthony lost, he was vegetarian as well. He lost 160 pounds going to a plant-based diet um, in 2005. And so we found this, he's not a doctor. He's a business. He's a, he was a, he actually worked for big pharma. But we were looking at this problem because like we kept seeing the same problem. We'd go to conferences and our friends would say, you know, where can we send our patients? He's like, Lori, we should start our own telemedicine company. Like, are you nuts? <laughs> like, Do you have any idea? And I had already been doing telemedicine for a couple of years just because of um, job transitions and stuff. And it was doing really well. I was doing acute care, but I would throw in my lifestyle medicine and people were coming back and you know, like right. my psoriatic arthritis went away. I've lost 50 pounds. And um, I said, it's a fantastic method, but there's a lot of hurdles. We took a year to plan. We launched in COVID. Wow. That's again, no coincidences where this, the silver lining 
is that it really dropped the barriers of perceived yeah, good point. You know, issues with telemedicine and doctors were looking for another way to see patients. And we have been approached by so many doctors. We've probably interviewed 40 to 50 um, already who wanted to do this oh, type of thing because they're such an eager. Um, and we've had over 2000 patients in our first year. And wow. so, which is a lot, I'm licensed in yeah. all 50 states just by myself because I felt as a founder, I need to be, I need to be doing stuff and getting help people figure it out. But we've yeah. had an incredible journey and here it is and people are getting better. It's just been amazing. But yes, but the doctors are such an important tool because we touch, you know, a, a general great, panel. A great way to get to a lot of people. Yeah. That's, I like that. The leverage in that model is great. That's yeah, awesome. it really is. And we've had patients, I've had patients, well, I should say consultant clients because um, outside the country, we don't really practice medicine. It's uh, in Egypt, Mexico, Canada, we've been in France, uh, uh, Switzerland, uh, Australia. Um, people are, are, are hungry. Yet? Are you on I am on Clubhouse. That seems like a good place to find really? plant-based doctors as well as people that might want to try the telemedicine pathway. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I played around a little bit with it. I, it's pretty cool. Like I love Jimmy Chin and I was like, yeah. I listened in on his, his stuff and uh, I was like, oh my goodness, you can listen live to these amazing people. Um, yeah, it's Clubhouse is a really cool tool. I just haven't ventured in too much to it. But, I started uh, a whole food plant-based club on there. Oh, cool. We already have something like 600 members and followers, which is, really, and it was started like three weeks ago. So there's a, there's a lot more interest in the growth than, than I would have thought. Yeah. So how do you, how do you see, you know, cause when you talk about the, I mean, we, the plant-based journey of America, right? So there's these, right. you have these pioneers. What have you seen? What has been your experience? Where do you see us going? Yeah. And, and our products, I think we, um, we definitely, cater to plant-based because we know that those people would want it the most, mm -hmm. but, but our products are great for people that aren't hundred percent plant-based too, mm -hmm. flexitarian or reducitarian or whatever. Um, because again, it's, it's really healthy, good stuff for your gut bacteria with right. the legumes and all the different veg vegetables. Um, and it's, you know, it's like 220 calories, but it's very filling. So you mm -hmm. have it for lunch and you don't need anything else. So it's, it's a good, solid product that um, for whether you're going down the road of weight loss or just trying to improve your nutrient balance. Absolutely. Um, but if you looked at, at the plant-based, I'm, I'm really optimistic right now and maybe overly so, I, you know, maybe I'm <laughs> a, a crazy person, you know, but oh. I looked at the increase over the last four years or five years, it's gone from 1% to 3% of the population, 9. 8 million people are identifying as vegan in the wow. US. A lot more than historical. It's all, wow. it was kind of 1% forever. Wow. But what's really encouraging is millennials identify at a much oh. higher rate, like 6%. Oh. Yeah. And Generation Z's over 10%. Really? And so the trend is moving in a direction. Yeah, Generation Z, you know, they are they are our saviors, right? They're so focused on climate change and all the things that we should have been focused on, but we're not. And, oh, yes. and so it's just amazing to watch them. And yes. they understand that you can't be an environmentalist unless you uh, are plant-based and yes. all these different things because the meat and dairy industry are just as bad as the oil industry. Right. So yeah, it's, I think I'm optimistic about the future and you know, we have to be- how old are your girls, if you don't mind me asking? 
Uh, my girls, I've got one that's 24 and one that is okay. 21. Yeah. So you got a Z and a millennial as well. Yes, of, exactly. Right where right. mine are. And I'll tell you that youngest one, my my 22 year old Gabe, he is he's he's something else. So he's a he's a senior at CU and he's majoring in film. And right. he just he just dives into that. And my other one, Jonathan, he's more of the mind. He's very straightforward marketing major, building a business, going on I'm like in it, but they all understand this this really important to one human health, the the like you said, the climate change. But there's really there's such a compassion here that I just don't see, or maybe it's just it's just my small perception. But you know, in other generations of also like we're not alone in this world. It's not just me yes. making this decision for myself. It's like my decision impacts everybody. And it's a really nice thing and refreshing thing to see in these young people. I don't, I, I, you know, my kids are some of the hardest working kids I've ever seen. And I'm like, there's, there, there's, these are going to be the kids that change our future. So we should be sure. embracing. Yeah, <laughs> so. and I, I think climate change and health bring people to the plant-based, but yeah. Very shortly after you get there, the animals are just as important as all the yes. animals. You know, it's it's. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. The compassion really kind of takes over for sure. Yeah, you know, my my uh, husband used to do um, fly fishing, and so we taught our boys, <clears throat> especially Gabe, to do fly fishing. But as we moved into this plant based diet, because you know it's catch and release, and you're in Colorado, and there's like be amazing, we're outdoor people, and so yeah. there you live in these areas. Um, but it was interesting, like you said, over time, the animals very much become important. And they're like, I, I normally can't do this because yeah. this is inflicting pain on a being that is not asking to be, you right. know, just for sport. And um, that was a really interesting thing to see happen and evolve um, because, you know, you could actually rationalize and say, oh, I'm not killing it, but you're, you, but he, they realize they're, you know, they're beings that have pain and discomfort in a it's pretty crazy. My grandmother used to work yeah. in a slaughterhouse. She was the bookkeeper and <sighs> I would go see her for Christmas or summers and Christmases and be with her at work. And I remember sounds and seeing things. And, um, I, I, it just didn't I feel for those people too. I mean, you know, yeah. they, a lot of them are immigrants. They come from Thailand uh, places and they, uh, they just need a living, you know, and they need to work, but man, yeah. to do that every day of your life, it, it would be hard to not just, you know, the, the amount of death in those places. It's I, I don't know how you could manage. I mean, yeah. you know, I went to medical school at Texas Tech in West Texas. So there's a lot of meat packing plants. And, you know, when COVID hit, my daughter is also in West Texas. Well, she'll be heading to Boston for residency um, in a month. But well, the, yeah, we're super excited. Two Dr. Marvises. Another plant, another plant-based doctor. Love that. Yeah. I, I birthed one. I birthed yeah. one. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've added to this movement in many ways. Um, so, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really interesting. She, you know, was just talking about the numbers of infected meat workers and how they just kept telling them to keep working. And it was really an eye-opener too, just to see how that industry is actually run behind closed doors. Yeah, it's, oh. it's depressing. And I've been in many different chicken plants and whatnot through my agricultural days. And it's wow. a depressing, depressing place. No doubt about it. Wow. Yeah. So where do you see as, as listeners and we as individuals, because it really just comes down to the individual making a different choice. 
what would you suggest? What do you tell people when you're having these conversations? Um, maybe like, maybe they go out and have conversations with their doctor or their neighbors or whoever, what do you, what would you like to advise? You know, it's, it's tough. I think early on, I probably would get on the soapbox too much and I try not to do that now. So I mm. really, I don't, when, when I order vegan, I don't ever tell anybody, I just, you know, order. And if somebody mm. has a question or wants to know then I'm happy to go down, you know, mm -hmm. the rabbit hole with them. Sure. But it's, uh, you, you can't change somebody that doesn't want to change, right? So there's no yeah. point in even going down that road. And um, But it is depressing at times because you see people that are very overweight or, or whatnot and you know you could help them. But mm -hmm. how do you present that to them in a, in a way that... Loving, supportive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, so it, it's difficult, but I, I, I do see the trends moving in the right direction, more and more people learning about it mm. from all the different aspects right now. Mm -hmm. and, and so hopefully with that three-legged stool, mm -hmm. we'll keep growing. Yeah, absolutely. I, you're, you're so exactly right. And uh, it is, it's hard. I, I get really excited. It's pretty obvious. I just love talking to people about this. And, uh, but it is, you have to be very careful, but you know, people will challenge me and I, I don't know, I don't know why I do that, but I, I need to put the brake on a little bit more than I do, because if the waitress asks, I'm like, well, let me talk to you. About it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, I, I don't know. Great, great place to start. It really yeah. kind of opens a door because the, the hardest thing, yeah, you went cold turkey. That's hard. Yeah. To do. You know, people, I, I had to first find out, okay, what, do, what can I eat in a day then if I do that? So trying the day and just learning that way uh, right. really helps the process to realize, oh my God, there's a lot more options than I thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. So that, I think is a good well, transition. yeah, you know, it's interesting when people are transitioning. Um, I went overnight just as this is how, this is my personality. It's like, do get it done. Cause I'm just like, I don't like pain. So I was like, let's just get it over real quick. You know, I was up to one in the morning actually trying to figure out what to feed the family the next day that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, they're, they're not going to complain. I went to medical school with three little kids. They were five, three and 10 months when I started medical school. And I was never a short order cook. I was, we were both active duty military. I was like, listen, y'all eat what you get. You'll be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you won't die. And, and that served us well, um, you know, and they're all hands on deck. Like they come in the kitchen, they're chopping, they're doing, I mean, I, I just, it's just the way it is. Um, so that has served me well. It's not like that in a lot of households. Um, but, you know, when I'm working with patients that first year in 2012, I was like, I had to really reevaluate how I was talking to patients about making this major lifestyle change, which I'd never done in the first 10 years of my practice. <laughs> you know, I was like, how do I do this? And um, it was really interesting, but you're right. Most people will transition well. And if they do like a breakfast first for what, and then they go to breakfast, lunch, and they kind of ease into breakfast, lunch, dinner, and they feel better and they start seeing medications being peeled off and you're just excited and getting them pumped about, yeah. you know, the potential and the possibilities. And, you know, I had a patient the other night and he's like, he's like, I am, I'm only doing this to support my wife because he's had some health issues. So she made, no, she made him make an appointment. I've been seeing his wife right. and he goes, but I am a carnivore. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah. by the time I got done with, he goes, well, Dr. I am quite excited about this journey. I was like, I am too. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was great. like, yeah, but anyway, but you, Exactly right. You just, you have to meet people where they are and adjust your message to what they're worthy to hear. It really is important. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, that's great. Oh my goodness. Well, cool beans. I, 
there will be on our plates this weekend. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm, so, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> for you to try them and hear which ones you like the best. Oh, I grew up in New Mexico. Anything with beans and a wrap? Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, you, I know you have uh, different flavors and uh, it, I am very, very excited. Um, so tell us where can people connect with you? Where should they look for the cool beans? And of course, we'll have all the links and everything, but where where should people reach out if they want to speak yes, to you? It's ecoolbeans.com. And there we have a lot of different um, content, but we've also got the store locator. And so that tells where all our stores are. Currently, we're in about 800 stores across wow. the U.S., Amazing. but even if we're not in a store in your area, there's a company called Vegan Essentials that delivers around the country, wow. uh, and you can buy them through there, and we're you know quickly expanding with other retailers and whatnot, so that's kind of Fantastic. where you can find us right now, and then we're on Instagram, and, and uh, we're Love Cool Beans on Instagram and Eat Cool Beans on Twitter, Fantastic. and yeah, so that's... Those are the main places where people interact for sure. Absolutely fantastic. So guys, I'm telling you, doctor approved. I've looked at the ingredients. Go get them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you have hypertension, diabetes, I would have no hesitancy in recommending your foods. And I don't say that to everybody. Trust me. <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much. That's oh, you're welcome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I was really excited to see those ingredients and I'm I'm really excited. I'm like, you have, every time I see a really amazing product, I just will do everything in my power to, what little power I have to support and recommend. And Yeah, before um, we launched, it's great that you say that. I mean, before we launched, I sent the the ingredient decks to several doctors that I knew that nice. were plant-based. And I said, what, is, what do you think about this? And they, they liked it. And I sent samples then to Dr. Joel Kahn and a couple of yes. people. And, yes. and kind of did that up front to say, you know, is this something you would recommend? They, they loved yes. it. So yes. I, I, I love hearing that from you because it makes a huge uh, um, endorsement for the product. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and then I really should speak to Anthony about putting some links to certain products that we support, you know, from plant-based health, because we have so many people and we, uh, it's going to get a tad bit overwhelming. I'm actually booked yeah. out till June. Um, not everybody can cook all the time, right? You just, yeah. I love yeah. people cooking themselves, but you just can't do it all the time. No. And, and that really is, you know, one of the things that I worked on um, problem solving, creating these little courses that are, are free at healthingrevolution.com um, is right. literally time in the kitchen, right? So I literally break it down. But you know, the one thing that was really interesting about uh, when I was doing my research was the food waste. Uh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, it is true. Oh my God. I couldn't believe how much money we waste on food just as our one individual, much less on yeah. a broad scale. Um, but anyway, I started but yes. the compost. Do you compost? Do you, do you, you know, compost? we're in a, we, we downsized to a condo. We haven't started the composting component of that yet. I think we could probably do it on our little porch. We well, have there's great services you can find. Um, oh. Try to remember the link, but there are services that'll come and pick up the, the bucket. They'll give oh, you a really? bucket, sealed bucket that you put outside your door or in, in your closet in garage or something. Or something? You yeah. The, yeah, you put the waste in each day, seal it back up, okay. and they'll come pick it up every two weeks. Really? That oh. becomes then fertilizer so that we yes. don't have to make more nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus chemicals, right? Yes. It's, so it's definitely something that we should all do, take that post-consumer food and compost it. They might be really interesting interviews as well. See, this is where my brain goes, like, well, yeah. I need to interview them. There's like, you know, like, uh, 
I was also doing um, Misfit Markets. Are you familiar oh, yeah, with them? Yeah, I'm actually invested in a company called Renewal Mill. That takes okay. the, they, they sell to Misfit and they sell to Pantry ah. and other people because they what they do is they take the um, waste from making soy milk and oat milk, okay. which is a pulp that uh -huh. right now, in some cases goes to landfill in some cases goes to animals. Okay. But, but it's a nutrient-dense flour that okay. can, can, if you dry it out, and they then sell that flour to people that put it into products. Oh, my goodness. That is also a big element of the food waste that we have out there is the manufacturing process. Wow. And what was the name of this company? That company is called Renewal Mill, and they're in Renewal um, Mill. Oakland, California. That's they awesome. They have their own brownie mix. You probably wouldn't like it, though. It's very high in sugar. It's really... <laughs> It really, it's really tasty. Um, <laughs> it's uh, gluten-free and vegan, but it's, um, and it's gotcha. just outstanding brownies, but they are high in sugar. Oh, I'm sure. Now it doesn't mean that on occasion. Yes, right. There's not things in this house that, you know, if you put one of those little Girl Scout cookies, those cement cookies in this house, I, I, I am like a, it, I zone in like a, the yeah, missile to its target. They're vegan, like, right? <laughs> the, and they're quite delicious. You know, long yeah. time ago when I was still in the rifle, I would have, they would be selling these things like, listen, I can't, I'll give you money, but I can't have the cookies. And they thought it was fine. It's like, y'all don't understand. Stop it. I would find people would just buy cookies and stand them on my desk and not even note or anything. Like, I was like, wow, you guys are really, you're there. that's not nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But um, Well, the other yeah. thing that's great about those brownies is all you do is add water and oil. That's what? It. And then you just okay. Cook. So what's their website? Renewal Meal. Uh, Renewalmill.com. .com. Okay. And renewal R E N E W A. Yeah, because it's like renewal renewing meal. the ingredients to a new use. Gotcha. Use. Wonderful. That's a brilliant name as well. These are yeah. fun names. All right. Cool. And you have merch, by the way, on Cool Beans, y'all. We do. We don't banner. we no longer sell product on our website. We just sell merch and it's cool beans merch. So yeah. All right. And the cool beans merch. I kind of yeah. like merch. I know I shouldn't as a vegan, but I, I do on occasion. I have a sticker that Dr. Neil Bernard, when I first, well, as I had met him before, but um, I this was back in 2014. I toured his offices, the Bernard Clinic, before they opened, and he handed me this stack of stickers. He goes, here, Lori, and it says, friends don't let friends eat meat, and I have that on oh. there, and I've been hooked on that kind of stuff ever since. Like, so are oh, you a member, you're a member of the PCRM? You probably have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a member we love them. a long Actually, time. One of my um, partners in Cool Beans is on the board of PCR. Oh, really? Uh, Mark Daska. We oh, that's that fantastic. Oh, I'll say there are kind souls in this world, and Neil Bernard is one of them. He's yes. one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. And he will, like, I could email him, call him. He responds so quickly. Um, and it's just, he's been a, an amazing mentor and friend. And so, absolutely, I would be, yeah. Yes, I think that's fantastic. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah any, any work we could do to support PCRM or any of these guys, they're incredible. So, but, uh, oh my goodness, I could keep talking to you forever. So this thank you so much fun. for your time. Really, <laughs> I really, and stay warm in Chicago. Uh, yeah, it's, it's starting to get better now, finally. <laughs> it's taking a while. Yeah, it's, it snowed eight inches on us on Monday. I was like, oh, really? Oh, did it really? Oh my uh, God. <laughs> Yeah, just it's when you beautiful. It mm, I know. But thanks everyone for listening. Please check out Cool Beans. I'm going to be eating Cool Beans. I'm recommending to my patients. I'm super stoked right. for you guys. And uh, thanks you again for all your work that you're doing.
Thanks, and thanks for having me. You too. Absolutely. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go, though, please hit the subscribe button and the alert button so you will be notified whenever we upload any new videos. On Monday, we upload the Healthy Human Revolution podcast. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find it on all the major platforms, such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. On Tuesdays, we upload The Doctors In. This is where I answer your questions. Thinking of that, could you please comment below any questions you might have about health or wellness or any topics that you would like me to cover? Now, if you're looking for more resources on how to start a plant-based diet, sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, anything regarding wellness, we've got you covered. Check out HealthyHumanRevolution.com. And again, thanks for watching.